eaten any gold leaf lately? Uh, well, hey, as you know, I'm trying to get more leafy greens in my system <laughs> to get the movement going. You know, it comes with my age. Um, but I'm afraid gold leaves are not available yet in my local okay. organic shop. Okay. Apparently foreign tourists can, will be, might be, could be, who knows, allowed to visit Fukuok, Kanhua, Wangnun, Wangnam and Danang. Oh, I got that out. There's a, there's a kind of Thai massage that doesn't have oil. Oh, that's not even worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bureau Podcast. I'm Matt Cowan, the Bureau Chief and your host. Thank you for joining me on this scorcher of a weekend here in Ho Chi Minh City. I'm not sure if it's just me, but it feels like the hottest November we've experienced for a long time. In fact, I can't really remember a November like it since I've been living here, and that's almost 12 years. On today's show, the proposed resumption of international flights to and from Vietnam. The Civil Aviation Authority of Vietnam has submitted a four-phase plan for the resumption of flights to Vietnam's Ministry of Transport. The first phase, starting soonish, includes, unsurprisingly, a bunch of countries from this region. So we'll take a look at those and discuss what people from those countries might be looking for when it comes to travel in Vietnam, and whether or not Vietnam can deliver it for them. Also wearing masks while filming vlogs and generally doing other unharmful things. I came under fire a little bit a couple of weeks back when I posted one of my videos in an expat Facebook group here in Vietnam. In some shots, I wasn't wearing a mask, tut tut. And someone was pretty quick to point it out by saying, you're giving us a bad name. Am I? Well, today I put my neck on the line for us to decide. That's right, fuck it. We don't care what anybody else thinks. And finally, travel trends in Vietnam in 2022. We look into our crystal balls and either prophetically or pathetically tell you what you can expect if or when you travel to Vietnam next year. Which, I don't know how to feel about this, is in about just seven weeks or so. So there you have it. All that and more on Vietnam's award-winning podcast. The only one, I believe. And joining me today, as usual, of which there are only one of these as well, is the Bureau's content manager, Melanie Kasul. How are you, Mel? I'm good. I'm good. Like a I like that. I like this. Is this my like what's that? Walk up song? Yeah. Is that how you say yeah, we'll it? Walk out song. Walk yeah. out song. Walk yeah. Out. And boxing. Last episode, you um you complained <laughs> because I only had one for Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I like that. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's nice to be acknowledged not only as a wrecking ball, but also <laughs> as the only content manager of the one. And only the Bureau Asia. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah. I wonder, you know, is there any other F&B travel and hospitality platform based in Vietnam that can put forward misleading claims with the only prefixes these days? Uh, surely not. Surely okay. not. Um, right. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of balls, have you polished your crystal ball <laughs> ready for that last segment of the show? No, not really. But I got the balls to make a go of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and keeping on the, uh, the balls subject. Actually, this might just be a question for the boys, mm. come to think of it, but were marbles a thing in the Philippines when you were growing up? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> marbles. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about disco, uh, not disco yeah. balls, crystal wrecking balls. Wrecking balls. Yeah, wrecking yeah, balls, crystal yeah, yeah. balls. We yeah. had that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what have you been up mm-hmm. to since our last episode, Mel? Eaten any gold leaf lately? Uh, well... Hey, as you know, I'm trying to get more leafy greens in my system to get the movement going. You know, it comes with my age. Um, but I'm afraid gold leaves are not available yet in my local okay. organic shop. Okay. Not- yeah, I really don't get that trend. Is it, Or is it actually a trend? Uh, yeah, I think so. I just thought that always uh, people gold-plated or gold-leaf things for beauty or for mm, posterity. That's right. Not to shit them out the next day and flush them into the canal. Well, if the gold leaf was on top of a steak costing 800 euros, I might just develop (laughs) chronic constipation instead. That's gold. Okay, well, I might ask the man sitting next to me, our golden boy, in fact, co-host Andy Tran. How are you, Andy? Oh, we got to change that. Ah, yes. We keep on complaining about these songs, huh? I would, I would never ever walk out of that ring. I'll just, I'll be like, oh my gosh. Default. So you'd like that, Matt? What would you walk out if you, if you were about to walk into an arena, risking yeah. your life? What would you walk out? What oh, song? No idea. No idea. You sprung this on me. Akadaka. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Cold chisel. Yeah, cold chisel would be really good. Actually. Yeah. No, yeah. actually, Matt's favorite karaoke song is Footloose. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. Haven't sung it for a while though. Uh, karaoke uh, bars have been closed for a long time. So yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. but looking forward Soon to, to uh, cutting loose, foot loose. Yeah. So how are you, Andy? You good? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, the break is a good time to recharge with everything that we're doing at the moment. Obviously, trying to finish off 2021. I think a lot of businesses, oh, yep. a lot of people are doing it. So now we're looking into 2022. So yep. getting ready for that. So have you done any gold leaf in your time, Andy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big drinker, unfortunately. Oh, it's not just drinking though. I know, uh, you but can have it on your, um, what is it, tomahawk? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. My life is not that have bourgeois it. to like add that in. Have it on your sausage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember quite a few years back, a mate of mine bought um, a bottle of vodka and he took it to a party and it had gold leaf flakes in it. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was a house party in a condo. Um, it just looked ridiculous. Inside and the condo. Uh, the gold leaves um they just added nothing to the experience of actually drinking the vodka chicks Uh, dig it though right yeah Yeah, well maybe at the uh the disco the disco tech under the uh yeah that's why i said maybe it wasn't for the condo situation it was Mm, more for a club you know yeah you know what would be cool if they had those flakes but instead of gold it would be like a hologramish kind oh, of thing oh, so when yeah. the light hits at a club yeah. it's like different colors and it's yeah. like shimmering nice that's edible 
That's your big D energy coming yeah. out there. So what have you been up to, Andy, since the last time we fed you? Oh, <laughs> by the way, anyone who's listening, Mel is a fantastic cook. It's, it's amazing. Oh, Thank you. No, but it's, it's been a busy week. Um, obviously, things are starting to open up a little bit more. So mm. exploring cafes um, to work out of. If anyone's listening and is interested, I can do a write-up of the best work cafes nice. to check out yeah. in and around Saigon, especially now that we're hitting into 2022. Um, was in Wenhui uh, mm. the other mm. day getting busy lots of people and it's the first time i've actually seen or i mean i've seen and read about various street vendors scrambling when cops come by and they're just quickly yeah, getting those yeah, plastic yeah. bags right <laughs> but i'd never seen it in person up until the other night and i was like whoa so yeah so that was that was, that was kind of like one of the big things that i kind of saw and obviously some of the girly bars. I think we. I sent you a quick photo the other night. Oh. No, I didn't receive. Oh, you that. didn't see that? Oh, okay. Sorry, wrong person. Wrong I don't person. know what you're talking about. Wrong Matt. There's plenty of us around. What about you guys? What about you? Oh, we went out for a motorbike drive around District One and a bit of District Three yep. last night. Yeah. yeah, and wow, it looked like it's going to be an early Christmas. I think people are just, you know, everyone was out. Couples, families, dogs, and the bubble tea shops and ice cream shops, they had long lines, you know, girls were out in their long pants and crop tops doing TikTok. <laughs> Looks like everything was back to normal. Yeah. What do you say, Matt? Uh, I don't think it, according to uh, Andy's photo that he allegedly sent me, everything's not back to normal yet. Uh, those, those bars down alive? there. Faster. I thought it was alive. I thought uh, Saigon's alive. No, actually on the way to, to District 1, we passed by uh, that strip in Pasteur Street where a lot of the girly bars mm. were at. Yep. And actually it's closed. Like the lights were closed, the doors, the shops were closed. The only thing that was open was the bakery at the end um, and the coffee shop at the end. And the only establishment on this trip was Elbow Room. Uh, I think, yeah. I think yeah. Tinder bars open, Andy. Yes. I'll be, I'll be there soon. <laughs> I think that's online soon. though, right? Uh, there's a Tinder bar. Uh, yeah, there's oh, a there's Tinder bar. Like yeah, around a the real corner. Yeah, Tinder yeah, yeah, bar? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. They were taking a lot of photos. They were getting ready as well, so. All right. Okay. <laughs> Lots of swiping going on. Yeah. Check it out. Hey guys, last Friday in one of the local news sites here in Vietnam, they reported that the Civil Aviation Authority of Vietnam has proposed the resumption, say it after me, Resumption. Resumption. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Resumption. Their plans recommend resuming flights in four phases, with the first phase scheduled to start by the end of the year to destinations such as Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, France, Germany, Russia, and Australia. Apparently, foreign tourists can, will be, might be, could be, who knows, Allowed to visit Fukuok, Kanhua, Wang Nun, Wang Nam, and Da Nang. Oh, I got that out. Those <laughs> tourists will have to provide a VAX certificate proving they've been vaxxed at least 14 days prior to arrival or have recovered from COVID 19. They will also have to prove they've tested negative for COVID within 72 hours before departure and are required to book tour packages with designated travel agencies. Andy, thoughts? Yeah, it's good. And it's obviously good news for Vietnam. We need this, especially as we, you know, as reports go in, right? We know that inbound 
travel has plunged quite significantly, you know, back in its heydays of 2019 when it was like 18 mil, right? And, uh, you know, yeah, there's, there's all that kind of going on. It represents like an 8% drop. Um, and tourism mm-hmm. represents a high percentage uh, of the country's GDP. Yeah, so it makes right. sense. Um, so everyone's really, really happy. Uh, smart move, breaking it off into several phases. Uh, obviously, people are cautious to be opening up. So it's, it's a good move. Yep. So 18 million in 2019. Yeah. Wow. 18 mm. million tourists to Vietnam. Wow. That's amazing. In the second phase from this coming January, aviation authorities are requesting an increase in regular flights to and from an additional five countries, including Cambodia, mainland China, Hong Kong, Laos, and the UK. Mel, Mm. no Philippines in that list. (laughs) I'm not surprised. Look, (laughs) assuming every person needs like two doses, um, today's statistics point out that vaccination in the Philippines has only been administered to about 28.9% 28.9% of the country's population. You know, I don't think the incumbent government and politicians back home have, you know, have any plans of um, prioritizing that. They have vested interests in mind, such as the 2022 elections. And our flagship carrier, Philippine Airlines, as some of you who follow aviation news closely, you know, they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in a U.S. court uh, last September, you know, um, this year. Mm. So and there's also plans to trim its fleet by as much as 25 percent. So, yeah, no, I don't think the Philippines is ready for this. And I'm not surprised that they're not on the list. OK. And the Philippines is like 100 million people, right? So very mm. similar sort of demographics yep. to Vietnam and only 28.9 percent. Look, some of my relatives in the provinces of Cebu, they haven't been vaccinated. Not that they don't want to. They, there's just no plan from the local government units to get it done where they live. So, yeah. Okay. And I should throw in that they propose that travelers with proof of vax or recovery from COVID will have to undergo a seven-day quarantine at a paid isolation facility. Wow. Sounds enticing. Can't they just say beachside resort with all day happy hour on basic cocktails? <laughs> or if unvaccinated, spend 14 days in what generally sounds to be a hole. <laughs> Guys, can I sell you a week long holiday that could potentially take a month? Yeah, I think for maybe Western tourists where they can afford a longer holiday, you can mm. do that, right? But you know, for Vietnam, a lot of tourists, inbound tourists happen to be from other Asian countries. Yep. You know, it represents about 80%, right? And so for that to happen, it's going to be very, very difficult. I think a lot of businesses will have to shift their business model in order to either accommodate that or I think that requires two things. First and foremost, it requires a higher vax rate to continue. Yep. And then the second one, it probably requires government policy changes um, in terms of how they deal with people who are vaxxed, right? So instead of having to get them to stay in a hotel for like seven days, can it be one or two days? Um, Can you prove all this kind of stuff going? So that way it reduces the amount of time they need in terms of quarantine and it allows them to spend more time holidaying. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so for a a week holiday, you're probably better off working with the domestic market, um, which we're we're seeing that already with a lot of staycations kind of come up with some ads coming in. Um, so I think that's the business model where you're going to see that like it's a full room package, like from pickup to drop off, um, yeah, especially with those five-star luxury resorts where they have to recoup 
and and you know have those beds filled. Are you angling for a staycation, Andy? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, can I jump right in? Yeah. yeah, sure. So speaking of room packages, you, Andy, you mentioned, so for quarantine stays, you know, there have been a few interesting things that I saw online, mostly posted by friends who are traveling within the region, not necessarily traveling, traveling in, into Vietnam, you know. So I'm not sure if the accredited quarantine hotels in Vietnam or in Ho Chi Minh City have them, but those are really interesting ideas. So just to give context to, to our listeners. So a recent update in a popular travel booking website says that the Ho Chi Minh City People's Committee has approved about 50 hotels in District 1, 3, 5, 7, Tan Bin, Tudok, and the Kuchi District. So there's like about, you know, there's a range of hotels and some of them are three, four, or five-star hotels. And some of them are actually concentrated near the airport. So, of course, each hotel would have its own promotions. And so it's a matter of finding which one suits the traveler. If you want to sell me a 7 to possibly 21, is it 7 to 14 or is it 7 to 21 days uh, 14, quarantine? 14, okay. I think. Quarantation. Quarantation. <laughs> so if, you, if you're trying to sell me like a 7 to 14 day quarantation, uh, for me, the unique selling point would be geared towards catering to my mental health and relaxation, mm. you know? So here are some ideas. And um, by the way, if, if you already have that, maybe you can invite us at the Bureau Asia to do a, a trial staycation with you. To for really, 14 days. You can take Mel for 14 days. <laughs> if, if you can stand me for 14 days. <laughs> uh, so number one, provide options for guests to have their own cooking stations inside the room, you know, so they don't, you know, they still feel somewhat in control of their diet and they don't go crazy with deliveries and, mm. you know, to be honest, overpriced hotel room service. But you know? how are you going to get the, the veggies? No, you Just bring order it. online. Yeah, order online okay. and then, right. you know, so instead of ordering pre-cooked food for deliveries, you, you order uh, ingredients for you to, to cook. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two. So most hotel quarantines require you to stay in your room. Yeah. You're not allowed to go out. So perhaps there are, you know, lower level units where you can open the windows, right? So, because obviously if your room is upstairs, the, the, the windows are bolted, mm -hmm. right? And number three, how about, a room with an electric oil scented diffuser. You can bring your own scent, a treadmill unit, or, you know, small free weights and yoga mats already waiting in your room. I think the only thing you left off there was gold leaf tomahawk. <laughs> I think that's the VIP package. Oh, that's gonna, yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I thought we might take a closer look at some of the countries on the proposed list and recommend places to visit and things to see from the proposed list of destinations. Andy, you're our China expert, unofficially. I think it's fair to say that generally the Chinese travel in tour groups, right? Yeah, yep. but it's, there's a strong kind of growing momentum uh, with the freedom independent travelers. I think Nuno probably mentioned that a little while ago. So if anyone's watching, sorry, if anyone's listening, uh, you can also check that out. Actually, you can watch it as well because it's also on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, so there is a strong kind of growing freedom independent traveler or fit and they're younger. So they're in their 20s, 30s 
and they have money to spend like between about 700 to, you know, about 1,000, 1,500. So they've got money to spend. I think, um, I think it's fair to say though that yes, you're still going to have these tour groups that are going to happen. It's especially in the first phase uh, where the government's trying to figure out like, okay, well, how do we have this quarantine mm-hmm. happening? How do we cater to those who are only here for a short stay? Yeah. So it'll have to be quite guided and therefore you know, a toured type of element. But I think as the governments all around Asia begin to find policies and ways of which to work together uh, to open it up, then you're going to see this fit movement kind of grow. Has the region actually worked together before? <laughs> like ASEAN, ASEAN. <laughs> well, they, you know, they work together not to say anything bad about each other. Okay. So that's good PR. Okay. And Andy, <laughs> what would be the main two or three things that Chinese travelers would be looking for in a trip to Vietnam? Yeah. So if it's short trips, there's, you know, you can break it down to two things, right? So, you know, you've got your tour groups and then you've got those who are like your freedom independent travelers who just want like one or two key things uh, mm-hmm. coming in. So Chinese tourists, they want to spend, right? So back in the day, like there's a report that McKinsey kind of put out when it comes to total international travel and the ratio behind it. I think yeah. you know, Vietnam was 15.5 billion. Wow. China made up 4 billion of that. Wow. Right? wow. So you can think about that, like almost 30%. That was back in 2019. So you can think about if we start to open up, that China market's going to grow um, and they want to spend. And especially- as the strong uh, renminbi, like the yuan mm. and the VND, uh, the dong kind of is more favorable, you're going to see them spend more, their willingness to spend more. And I think it's all about like the experience. It's going to be more experience driven because they don't need stuff per se. Yeah. Um, they're more about like cuisines, um, nature. If they're going to do some shopping, it's going to be uniquely Vietnamese. Like it's going to be stuff that it is a rising middle income yeah. type of generation. So. And a lot of stuff is made in China anyways. So therefore, you're going to find like, if they're going to buy some stuff, they're going to try and buy stuff more around what is unique about Vietnam so they can give as gifts. Mm. Is, in. Are the Chinese tourists like the Japanese tourists where they like, because I know that in Japan, gift giving, like after coming from a holiday, that's like super important on their yeah. checklist. So is it the same in, in Chinese, uh, for Chinese tourists? Yeah, 100%. I get scolded every time. I go, oh, wow. <laughs> I go I come back home and empty hand. I'm like, but I'm Australian. So <laughs> No, uh, yeah, so it is true. Okay. You, you do need to kind of give gifts. But I think one thing that's going to be universal, whether or not you're Chinese or, or Japanese, from Australia, yeah. yeah. Um, or Japanese is, is that maintaining safety uh, element. Mm. So yep. yeah, I think that's the two big things. Okay. So based on that, where would you recommend Chinese travelers to visit? And also what would you recommend they do? Well, uh, based on this kind of research from Hotel Works, right? They said they actually went out to a whole bunch of travelers who had intention of coming to Vietnam. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And they went, hey, like where, which parts of Vietnam would you go to? And it's the key cities like uh, Ho Chi Minh City, Hanoi, Nha Trang, um, and Ha Long Bay. Mm. Well, I mean, Ha Long Bay is not really a city, but you know mm. what I mean. In, yeah. yeah. Jumping off from Hanoi. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, but at the moment, if you look at like the article that VN Express has, the government puts out, it's really only those kind of five countries, right? I mean, sorry, five areas like Quoc, um, you know, Quang Nam, Da Nang, um, Quang Ninh, and Kang Hoi. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, automatically it doesn't match what research is already putting out in terms of destinations that they want to travel to. So I think 
if that's the case, like I think with phase two coming out, obviously phase one doesn't include China, but when phase two comes out, I think the government's going to start looking at other destinations of safe, quote unquote, safe zones of which tourists can kind of mingle um, and be in, in, um, in the mainland. So I think that's what you're going to find. Um, and then finding unique experiences that's tailored towards that Asian audience uh, coming in, not just mostly like westernized tourists. What is that? What's a, an experience that people from China might be looking for? That, would, that depends, right? Uh, if you're in tier one cities, chances are they've already traveled overseas. Yeah. Um, and so they're probably looking at something that's unique to Vietnam. But for those who are probably in the tier two cities um, who haven't been traveling that much and they're probably doing mostly intra-Asia travel, they probably want a little bit of taste of home. So they want to be able to relax, but also have a little bit of taste of home. They want to be guided to certain places because they're still new and they're a little bit older. Um, and you know, everything's a new experience for them. So they want to be guided. So yeah. that's like, that's why I said like earlier, your earlier question, whether or not you're still going to have tour groups happening. I still, I still think that's going to be the case uh, yeah. coming in, but you're still going to see that rise, especially when middle income earners, these young Gen Z's with a little bit of cash, they see what's happening on YouTube. They see what's happening. Oh, I mean, not YouTube, but um, the Chinese version of it, but yeah. they're seeing international elements and international travel and they're starting to see the aspiration of wanting to do certain things for themselves experiences they would not be able to experience back home in china like camping for instance which is so right. mundane like right. yeah okay like it's so mundane like i would yeah. not go camping like why would i want to go camping i did that back in high school i did that back in primary school but you know to chinese travelers when they come it's one of the big things or they maybe, buy maybe tree climbing yeah. Maybe there's no trees left but in you know, major cities. <laughs> no, no. But, but what's funny is like in Australia, like there's um, Julique, which is a, like a cosmetic brand. Yeah. You know, it's really, really famous. A lot of Chinese travelers, when they come to Australia, they'll go to that farm just oh, wow. to check it out. So it would be like the equivalent of going to like a coffee farm. If you're buying coffee from this particular right. like part of Vietnam, it's, it will be like doing that, like going to that coffee farm, checking it out, seeing how like participating, made, yeah. yeah, participating, picking the fruit cupping, like understanding this, the smell, the texture of coffee. So it'll be something like that, like the all about experiences and that's going to grow. Okay. So Dalet, Dalet might be in line there for some Chinese tourists in the future. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. And it's so close to Ho Chi Minh city. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. Mel, your turn. Mm -hmm. You told me you're an expert on Russian travelers so <laughs> far away. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me just rephrase that. So I've observed a lot of oh, Russian right. travelers, okay. both here and in other destinations. In the wild. <laughs> and I'm just basing my response on those observations. Okay. okay. So obviously Russians have a long winter vacation. So, you know, really, really long winters. So from December to February. So they choose tropical climates to holiday in. And Vietnam having that longstanding diplomatic connection with the country. So it's always been, you know, a no brainer choice. And there are direct flights from major cities in Russia into Vietnam. And uh, there was a recent news article actually uh, on uh, VN Express. So just recapping some of its key points here. Can Hua, home to famous beach resort towns of Nachang and Kamran. So they have received bookings for the upcoming reopening of travel to Vietnam already. And the focus of the bookings are tourists, obviously, with a vaccine passport who are coming in from Moscow, Novosibirsk. 
Okay. I should have practiced this. <laughs> Moscow, Novosibirsk, and Vladivostok. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Who are all required to book a tour package. So again, this is Andy, same as what you were saying. I think we're seeing a lot of tour packages because it's so hard as, let's say, a couple or a solo traveler to, you know, to book things like a hotel that's approved for quarantine, your COVID test, you know, and just making sure that where you're visiting is safe, et cetera, et cetera. So package tours. Okay. So your pronunciation is revealing your bona fides in the, uh, the Russian <laughs> In the segment. Russian market. So yep. let's move on to the next question. Uh, what would be the main mm-hmm. two, or th- two or three things that Russians would mm. be looking for in a trip to Vietnam? Well, getting a tan for starters, you know, I mean, that's the whole point of a beach holiday, right? So I don't think they will be moving far away from their beach loungers. I should have had golden brown queued up on that one. (laughs) So hotels need to prep their pool and beach fronts with snacks and alcoholic beverages to keep these guests in their premises, right? That's okay. very key. Yep. And, you know, I've, I've always noticed that Russians, they like to bring home tropical fruits yeah, from Vietnam right. in yeah. those plastic mm. boxes. Oh, no, in those plastic mm. baskets. Yeah. You know, they, have, they even have holes in them so that the, the yeah. fruits get the, the fresh yeah, air circulate. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Like what Andy was saying, potentially with the Chinese going to... Mm. Like, coffee farms or where or yeah. camping or whatever. But right. fresh yeah. tropical fruits yeah. is a thing, you yep. know, and they hand carry them. Yep. Right. And, but, but the thing is, I'm not sure now, you know, if there's going to be more restrictions from their side upon arrival, because obviously of what has happened in the last two years, you know, so maybe the, 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 how do you say Bio quarantine. Is there such a term as like a bio quarantine? Is is fruit susceptible to COVID nineteen? Well <laughs> You don't have to answer that. Okay. So maybe it would they be have fruit has feelings too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to the vegans, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe it would be good for businesses in Kanhua to think about how Russian yeah. tourists can bring back these Okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to open a fruit shop in. Yeah, I know. This sounds like like a business idea straight on. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just cut this episode and go and do it right up (laughs) at business plan straight away? Okay, Mel, so the million Mm. ruble question is, how much is a million rubles anyway? I don't know. Okay, the question is, where would you recommend them to stay and what would you recommend them to do if they wanted to come to Vietnam? You kind of answered it a bit already, but um, is there anything else? Look, sometimes it just takes common sense to figure out your marketing proposition, really. So in the last two years, people have been cooped up at home. And add to that, they will be required to quarantine indoors when traveling to and from a destination, you know, seven to 14 days. So really, you know, hotels and resorts, they should really, you know, think about also creating, again, jump tour groups and tour packages. Uh, where they can entice uh, the tourists to, you know, it's, maybe take a motorbike and yeah. just go up and down the Nachang Dalat Kanna mountain route, you know. I'm just and wondering the, as you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering mm-hmm. whether um, Ho Chi Minh City travel authorities have thought, thought about attracting more Russian tourists to Ho Chi Minh City because we rarely see them. 
Yeah. At well, all. they but want a tan. A, yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Um, but, you know, they're probably ignoring a, an important segment. But, yeah. But to your point, I remember you mentioned this like a couple of episodes that Ho Chi Minh City is more like a pit stop city. Yep. Yeah. Similar mm. to Brisbane, like it's a pit stop city. Yeah. So maybe that could be the case. Like they do actually come here, but it's like only like a layover stop right. before they head back. Yeah, home. that could be the case yeah. too. Yeah. Now, when this story broke, I got in touch with a couple of friends of mine, one of which is Cambodian and the other Thai because their countries are on the initial list of proposed countries from which travellers will be able to gain entry to Vietnam. Mm. I asked them what Cambodians and Thais are interested in when they're planning a trip to Vietnam and I found out a couple of interesting things that hadn't really occurred to me before. My Cambodian mate told me that Cambodians often come to Vietnam for medical checkups and procedures, including ah. implant procedures, if you know what I mean. Bolt-ons. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't quite say it like that. <laughs> um, that hadn't occurred to me before that anyone would consider coming here for medical travel. Well, it is cheaper than Thailand, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'd okay. imagine. Although it, it was quite common before COVID-19 for people to get dental work done here mm. while they were travelling because it's possible to actually get some good dental treatment done here at a wow. fraction of the price in Australia, for wow. example. Wow, that's the hidden charm. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I need a, a hidden new, harm. I need a new root canal. <laughs> Pretty soon. <laughs> but t- implants, lipo and nose jobs, not for me, thanks. The industry is far too rogue for <laughs> me to consider that or most medical procedures for that matter. I'd be scared that I'd go in for a knee op and come out <laughs> with a set of new t- such is my confidence <laughs> in the system. Oh, but you know what? I have a male Filipino friend who got hair implants. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like 50. So, okay. yeah, the implant thing. Is so it worked out? You I don't know. I, still, <laughs> yeah, still I haven't it. seen him in a long time, no. I should did look at get, his Facebook. Did he get anything thrown in in the deal as well? <laughs> no. no. A package. Yeah, a package. <laughs> Some on the chest maybe. Uh, anyway, there you go. The Cambodians come for that. As for my Thai friend, she mentioned the usual sort of stuff like eating and nightlife, mm. cultural stuff. Um, but they're also into spas, which kind of surprised me because Thailand has such a vibrant and happy spa culture. Yeah, that's Andy, right. you like a good spa? Any recommendations? Yeah, I like a good, uh, a good rub. Um, <laughs> legitimate, by the way. Legitimate. Um, actually, you know, like going off, like I think Petey and, and Pat, um, they also mentioned to me about some – of their favorite spots. Okay. Yep. So I'm hoping to go there, but one of my favorite is Miu Miu. I just realized it is mm. open. So I'm definitely nice. going to head that nice. there. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. my favorite. So the go-to. spas are open at the moment, but bars aren't. I, I don't know. Like mm. I just happened to walk past mine and then like, I, I'm just like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like, I could park my bike and, yep. and I love the service I get from there. So yeah, I'm going there. I'm thinking about uh, this spa thing from Thai tourists. So in Thailand, they have mostly a dry Thai massage, right? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean by dry? <laughs> no, I mean, they don't put oil. It's mostly like uh, oh, the Thai. Like shiatsu or yeah. something? Oh, like the tiger balm thing? No. The, I the, think they have the full oil. Yeah, I thought, massage. yeah. No. They call it something else though. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Allegedly. There's a there's a kind of Thai massage that doesn't have oil. Oh, that's not even worth talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that that didn't go where I wanted it. That's a good sound grab. (laughs) 
as I mentioned in the intro to the show a couple of weeks ago, someone had a crack at me about not wearing a mask in my videos. I'd posted the video on one of those expat Facebook groups here in Vietnam. I guess I was asking for it. He commented that I was giving us a bad name. Now, for the record, in parts of the video, I'm seen wearing a mask including while walking through a wet market, which tend to be hotspots given the close nature of those spaces. And I can tell you that when I was off camera, I was wearing a mask the whole time. Mate, I, I don't think you should be worried about those Karens, <laughs> the Chads of Saigon. Hey, hang on. Is Chad the male version of a Karen? Is I, it? I'm going to call oh, it okay, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think Chads are supposed to be the, um, uh, the, like, the beefcakes. Oh, ah, yeah, okay. yeah. The jocks. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I'll call them. I'll call them whatever, man. So why are these guys doing it? Because they're they're just they're they're haters. Mm. That's okay. what they are. They yeah. have nothing better to do. They have they come in with this like you know righteous mood. They're probably at a certain profession which is uh, really hard to work in right now, and so they've got free time. <laughs> you know? Oh, so these guys are writers and content creators. <laughs> 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 they're bitter and twisted. Well, you know, the, this cancel culture is just uh, crazy these days. And, you know, it's, it's just like, come on. Sometimes I, I, I wouldn't think more about it, but I do. But sometimes people make stupid comments on what they see on camera. They don't know what goes behind the scenes. I mean, you know, I know you were holding your mask the entire time as well. You know, it was on your left hand. So even when you were like doing uh, some of these creative things like, you know, uh, natural wipes when you were putting your hand over the camera, I could see it. So it's like, obviously, when you are not filming, you'd be wearing it. So I thought, Matt, you have some followers. You know, the Bureau actually <laughs> has some followers yeah. on social media, right, guys? That are not machines yeah. and are not bought. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really tell you which ones are and which ones are not. So I thought... It. Let's use them for something other than trying to sell them something for a change. <laughs> so I created a poll because I was really curious as to whether or not I was actually giving us a bad name. Mm. By the way, who is us? I'm assuming foreigners in Vietnam. Bon Jovi. <laughs> you give masks. <laughs> a bad name. You should have cued that music. I don't understand. I'm in the wrong era. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the foreigner era. <laughs> I'm in the Apocalypse Now era. <laughs> now, if that's the case, you two, what role, if any, mm. do I or do we or uh, us, for okay. that matter, have in projecting a good reputation for us in our daily lives? I'm curious to hear your opinions. Um, look, I'm a big believer in karma in the universe. So for me, as long as you and us, for that matter, approach our content creation with respect to those we choose to feature or the ones that we encounter uh, in our, you know, day-to-day -day jobs, then that's good enough in my books. You know, the Bureau Asia, I believe, is not in the business of content creation to tell viewers how they should live their life. Uh, in as much as we contribute to, to sharing knowledge and insight in this market, we're not, we're not canceling anybody who is, you know, whether for or against our opinions that we share in our channels. And, you know, we don't tell people if we contribute to this charity or to that good cost during the pandemic, 
you know, we do it privately and, and we don't need to post about it. So in as much as people are telling us, you know, you're giving us a bad name for not wearing a mask, probably what we're not telling people as much as, you know, the good things that we do behind the scenes. Well, you know what? It, that's just not us. So let's just, let's just live. Uh, how do you say? Just, yeah, sorry. I can't complete that sentence because I'm a little bit upset that we're even talking about this. Yeah. I mean, I think, I believe, sorry. <laughs> Instead of saying, I think, I believe it's all about respect, right? So, so long as you're respectful towards a culture, you have respect for people and you just don't take yourself seriously. Like, mm. you know, we have a word like uh, as Aussies, right? It's like to be a dickhead, yeah. right? And and there are some, you know, there are some foreigners and there are some people anyway who just happen to take themselves way too seriously than they are. But mate, like you weren't doing anything wrong. You're wearing a mask ninety nine percent of the time. You just merely took it off for the shoot. Um, you're shooting history of the area. You're yeah. showing respect. You're mm-hmm. trying. You're not trying to sensationalize it, right? You're yep. not. You know, you're not trying to. You know, you're not trying to do a NAS or something like that where, where you're exploiting the people or the culture for, for some views. You're not doing any of that. I think people that show the weird, quote unquote, weird things about a certain place, they're trying to get the grams. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to, the clout chases. Hey, the what's that? The clout chases. Get clout. Get clout. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you know, getting clout for the Bureau would be like getting like 10 hotties uh, who do absolutely nothing but just, you know. Oh, on, on our thumbnails, yeah, that's it. Okay. That's that's getting cloud. So it's like Straight a clickbaity kind yeah. of content Street that you're cred. trying to do. Yeah, yeah, you just try and do something that's trendy, right? Um, but you're actually describing a bit about the history of a place that a lot of people probably doesn't, didn't even know about. I didn't mm. know about. It. I certainly didn't know about it, and that's kind of cool. You know, you're a person that's actually lived in Vietnam for many, many years. You've earned your stripes, done your time here, knowing the culture, the history, built your credibility around it. Everyone knows that. Um, and you're claiming something, you're not claiming something that you're not mm. at the end of the day. You know, you're not Vietnam's only travel lifestyle <laughs> media platform. <laughs> oh, like, you know, you're just yeah. one of, right? And, and, but you've got a unique angle and insight that people in the know knows mm. at the end of the day. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, then, you know, you're not really in the know, but if you know, you know. <laughs> and if you're feeling hurt right now, then you know we're talking about you. Yeah. I don't know who it is. So I, was go- I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know either. Yeah. But no, coming back to the point, mm. you, you're not describing a place as weird. Like you actually had some really good points about mm. it. You're not sensual- sensationalizing it. Yeah. In fact, you're actually being more respectful than most of the content creators in Vietnam who are still left in Vietnam, by the way. You're showing the best of Vietnam. You're contributing to the society. You, you didn't leave when times were hard. You stuck around. That's respect. That's gratitude towards the country and that's showing resilience. These others, they didn't stick around. Wow. I wish I had wow. some music for that. Thanks, Andy. Oh, wow. That's- I'll take that check I'll pay- next week. <laughs> I was just about to say, <laughs> no, but- if I had the money, I would give you some. <laughs> I think that was very well put, Andy. I mean, I, I, obviously I'm, I'm connected to Matt on a personal level and any, you know, any dirt slung to him, I take personally and- I, I, I'm not as eloquent, um, orator <laughs> and as you know, Andy. I didn't really eloquently say my piece cause I, I probably couldn't because I just say a lot of explicit, explicit with it, a lot of fucks and, <laughs> and <laughs> that's going to get bleep bleep. So 
Yeah, I give good oral sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Kidding, kidding, okay. Kidding. That's not, that's not going to get a, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so the poll. I created one in the Bureau Facebook group in which we have a healthy, I would say, 2,000 followership. Not bad. And thought I'd ask people who like me or who I think like me anyway. I like you. Thank you. <laughs> and I think Andy likes me after that spiel. Yeah. It's okay. So I asked, is Matt giving foreigners a bad name in Vietnam by talking to camera in public, even though he takes precautions like, one, films at a distance from others, two, wears a mask off camera, three, wears a mask while filming in wet markets, four, wears a mask whenever he goes outside. And the options I gave as answers were, no, yes, don't give a shit. Who won? Who won? Tell us. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh, However, some followers added their own options. For example, they're just jealous of your lockdown tash. (laughs) Thanks, uh, Will Knight. Uh, FFS, meaning for fuck's sake. Thank you, Craig Brogan. Oh, wow. You give love a bad name. Thanks, Peter Storm, for creating an earworm all week with that one. See, Pete knows my, my era. And Alex Tucker provided a facepalm emoji. Thanks heaps for that, Alex. So the poll got 136 votes. <laughs> I asked for 200, God damn it! But still not bad. Overwhelmingly, people voted no, yeah, that I no. wasn't giving us Nui Nuknui a bad name. That's 78% of the vote. Two people voted yes, that I was giving us Nui Nuknui. I hope my pronunciation is okay. A bad name, but I know one of those, Steve Black, if you're listening, <laughs> he's a Collingwood supporter in the Aussie rules. So <laughs> effectively, he's a half a vote. <laughs> okay, Steve. Uh, some of the comments were fun. Sivaraj Pragasam said, they're just worried you might infect the camera since it's not fully vaccinated. <laughs> Pascal Hobadam said, the essential purpose of the mask is not to infect your camera, you idiots, unless your video <laughs> goes viral, of course. Celebrity chef, raconteur and hedonist Peter Gung Franklin said, no problem with no mask on camera, Duma with love. <laughs> Kate Collective photographer Kevin Lee said, unless you're getting a deluge of messages condemning you for not wearing a mask, I think you're all right. To be fair, you'll sound muffled with a mask on and we mm. won't want that for your beautiful voice, do we? <laughs> and finally, Mariko Amekadonwana. <laughs> Ame Kodomo. Okay. And finally, Mariko Ame Kodomo said, my personal opinion is no, it doesn't make you look bad if you're being safe. However, you are media and an influencer. Wow, you're an influencer. So wearing a mask. Can I get your autograph? Set a positive example. Mm. Mm, Interesting. Well, 78%. No. Good. Okay. So to conclude, based on the feedback from us, it's a big you to the commenter on that expat (laughs) Facebook group page. I think a decent sample size of us has spoken. And funnily enough, I tend to agree with us. What about you two? Of course. Yeah. I'm part of us. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! That flew by. That's all we have time for today. We might include the segment on travel trends in Vietnam for 2022 in the next episode. Yeah. Melanie Kasul and Andy Chan, thanks for joining me again today. 
Sorry, I should say us. us. us Thank you for joining us Z. today. You are giving us a good name. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to follow Mel on social media, go to Instagram and search at Melanie Kasul. Likewise for Andy, you'll find him on Instagram at Andrew Tran Digital or posting videos of himself boxing in a gym somewhere near you. And thank <laughs> you, us, we, use or whatever it may be for listening. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If not, go to an expat page and grumble about it. (laughs) Alternatively, if you happen to like it, please like, share, subscribe, download our episodes. Anything else? Oh, and please respond to our weekly question if you listen on Anchor or Spotify. Just scroll down the episode page and you should see it there. We'd love to hear what you think. I think... Otherwise, you can get in touch with us via all the Bureau Asia channels, including our website, thebureauasia.com, our YouTube channel, just search The Bureau Asia, and on social media, we're at Andy. At The Bureau Asia. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. All right.